BeatTheSports.com. And I got my partner, David Jones, down in Atlanta. And we're going to be talking some basketball. David, how are you doing tonight? Hey, man, doing good. Just watching this uh, Friday slate wind down. Got a couple uh, heaters going on here. I, I think I got a good chance to take something big down. So we will we will see. Bridges on the Suns is doing a lot of work, and that was one of my favorite plays tonight. Nice, man. Yeah, Booker started hot. I got Booker in my main lineup with some Harden running it back. So want that game to stay close. I would love to see Booker, Harden go one-on-one for another two quarters. And then I need some Rubio and some Gordon action. But let's talk about um, Saturday night slate. You know, we're doing this late Friday night while the games are still going on. So we're going to talk some strategy to eight-game slate. There's been a lot of movement going on recently. So we got to factor in these trades, got to factor in playing time, got to factor in, you know, motivation before the All-Star breaks, um, kind of see what's going on with back-to-backs and stuff like that. So the first game we're going to talk about is Dallas and Charlotte. You know, these are two teams that kind of like battling injury. Should be a decently high-paced game. Um, David, what are you looking at here when you first take a glance at this game? Yeah, First thing I notice is Chris stops Porzingis. He, he's burning people tonight, but that's because he got in foul trouble very early. And he got basically the minutes you would get on your second half of a back-to-back. So tomorrow he should be a full go against uh, the Charlotte Hornets, who are terrible against big men. I mean, all they've got is P.J. Washington and Cody Zeller down there to defend. So I like paying up for Porzingis again in this spot. We've been targeting the Hornets' bigs all season. And with Kristaps getting a huge usage bump with no Luka, he's going to be one of my top power forwards for sure. I see the play there. Good matchup. Just 9-6 Porzingis kind of like doesn't make me feel so good inside. You know, that's a lot. The upside there, I can see him getting 50, but I don't see him going past 50 unless he gets like full minutes, full run. And on a back-to-back, even though he didn't play a full game this game, I don't know if I can, you know, go to that well here. It's not a game that I really like. You know, maybe some Terry Rozier shares with Luca out. He should have a, a height, ama- height advantage depending on – it doesn't really matter who he's, you know, who's going to be covering him. So he makes some sense there. Um, Cody Zella, I've been trying to play him in spots, but, you know, he kind of burns me. He doesn't get full run now. He's coming off a bad game. You know, obviously the game I played him where, he, for whatever reason, um, he only got 13 minutes. And you got to watch these games now um, with these new matchups and stuff like that. He didn't play much against Houston, but he could be back in play. You know, so if you need a deep uh, value play at center, um, he does make some sense here. And, you know, your boy Coley Stein, I don't think I'm going to play him. There's not much else here that I really, really want. P.J. Washington, you know, kind of makes sense. But on an eight-game slate, I think we can find better plays across the board. I'm trying to look here, but my top player would probably be Terry Rozier. Maybe, you know, a Zeller share, but not really on this game too much. Now we got New York and Detroit. You know, this is a game now that I wanted to play Christian Wood, and he still is going to hit value even at a $7,300 price tag. But he's a tough, tough play here um, with the simple fact that, you know, he's priced up now. So how are you looking at this Detroit-New York Nick game? Yeah, so Detroit's playing tonight. They'll be playing again tomorrow at home. At least they don't have to travel. 
Detroit's getting someone. So Brandon Knight should be back and taking some of those minutes away from uh, Reggie Jackson. And also Derek Rose is questionable. He might play. So the, the point guard is uh, not something I'm going to target. There's too many bodies there now, especially if Rose plays. Uh, look, these are two sloppy teams. Like, I could see it being a low-scoring game. I mean, the Pistons don't usually come out hot on the second night of a back-to-back, and New York just kind of can always throw up a dud on the road. Christian Wood, yeah, you have to look at him since he's the new, you know, featured big man there for Detroit. But that price, it just it went up so much. We talked about it yesterday. I mean, it shot up like $3,000. And I don't know. I mean, he doesn't have many. I know Drummond was around, but even when Drummond wasn't, I mean— He's not really smashing the 73 6X. So I don't know if I can get there, but he is a solid guy that's not going to kill your lineup. Other than that, man, I mean, you've got Julius Randle, who had a great game last game against Orlando, who's tough against big. So I guess you can look there at 7,000 more. But, um, you know, I don't know. I, not a game I'm really targeting too much. I just think it's one of the sloppier ones on the slate. So, DJ, I'm going to let you. Um... You know, take a pass here because it's. I know it's late down in Atlanta now. It's ten o'clock down there. But how do you skip over your boy Mitchell Robinson? Five K, no Morris there. You don't like Mitchell Robinson versus Detroit with no Drummond. He should smash here. No, five thousand dollars. I don't. I don't know. I mean, with Morris gone, that doesn't really affect Robinson because he's not going to play any power forward. I mean, he's still going to come in. But they really play. don't have any bigs here, though. You know, they really don't have any big. Like if besides like you got Julius Randle and then Todd Gibson, you know, and Gibson's not mm-hmm. gonna get a ton of minutes, and then it's just Bobby Portis and Mitchell Robinson. I think Rob, I think they got rid of Morris obviously to get rid of some space, you know, for money wise. Um, but at the same time, I, I think there's a reason, you know, they want to have some more minutes for more, you know, Robinson here. So if Robinson, whenever Robinson gets like 25, 30 minutes, he's gonna yeah. get 30, 40 points. So I think. This is like a smash spot for Robinson. There's nobody for him to really foul, so you don't have to really worry about like foul trouble because there's no center on Detroit that's going to be offensively gifted. Um, so I think Robinson is in a smash spot here. I like Robinson. And one other guy that you got to kind of think about is Derrick Rose. I like him. But if Henson gets to start for whatever reason at center, he could be in play. I like Robinson a lot better, though, for upside here. So... That's what I'm looking at here, but I do agree with you. I'm not going to go too crazy here. It's Derek Rose, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, and maybe, maybe, maybe John Henson if he, if and only he starts. And Bobby Portis, if you want to go deep dumpster diving in GPPs only, um, he could slide in there. I wish he was power forward instead of center because uh, mm-hmm. I think you got a nail center. Um, but on DK, I'm not looking at the prices on DK as of yet, but let me see him on DK. He can, you know, you could probably play him at 3,800 at power forward. He might make some sense on DK. But again, I like Mitchell Robinson. He's only 4,500 on DraftKings too. Uh, I think that's a smash spot for him. But let's move on to the next game. You know, we got to get through all these games here. You got New Orleans and Indiana. Indiana. New Orleans is kind of stacked offensively, so it makes it a little bit more difficult now that Zion's there and you got Brandon Ingram. Um, Drew Holiday, Lonzo Ball, a lot of usage to go around. Ingram is questionable, so if mm-hmm. he's out, um, you got to bump everybody. You got to bump Holiday, who became too cheap. You got to bump Zion a lot. Um, the matchup is not great for Zion. I'd probably bump Holiday the most if Brandon Ingram is out. So 
Got to take a look at this. Also, Derek Favors is in play. And then on the backside of this, you got to like everybody for Indiana. Uh, Malcolm Brodin is in a smash spot. And depending on injuries, um, TJ Warren was out Friday night. So if he's out, um, there's Miles Turner there. You got to bump up Sabonis. So you got to watch these injuries here with Ingram and Warren. If they're both out, there's going to be a lot of plays that we like. And me and David did this show last night um, talking about Boston potentially missing somebody. And I said, if anybody's out here, we're going to load up on Boston. And as soon as I found out that Haywood and Brown were out, I automatically locked um, Tatum and Enos Kanner and Kanner smash. Um, Tatum had a monster game. And then even Marcus Smart, you know, for value, I had him in a couple lineups and he hit value. I think he went for 6X. But um, what are you looking at here with New Orleans and Indiana? Yeah, so anyone that goes up against New Orleans is going to have an up-paced game. Uh, if Warren was out, that would be great. I, I think he might be coming back tomorrow, though. But either way, I mean, you're still going to have Sabonis in a really good matchup. And he's, you know, he has big games, then he has a couple mediocre games, then he has a big game, mediocre game. At 8,100, I think he's a great play against New Orleans. Um, I, of course, I respect Zion. I think he's going to be great. But uh, if Ingram's not there, too, I mean, he should have an easier time. And I don't think that Ingram is going to suit up for this one. So if he doesn't, that's also going to obviously bump up Drew Holiday a ton, who's way too cheap at 6,800. He should be pretty popular. But also Lonzo. I mean, he's been playing pretty good the past two weeks. I mean, he's getting over 30 every game, sometime touching mid-40s. So uh, I like Zoe and I like Drew, especially if Ingram's out. Um, yeah, and those are my guys. No one really over here at center. The minutes aren't steady enough. Zion is a uh, a decent play, but he's priced just right. Like I would much rather you know find the money to get some bonus there. So yeah, those are the those are the core plays for me, Jay. Did you see anyone else when I was talking about it? No, it's it's really depending on these injuries. If Ingram and Warren is in, probably maybe I'll, I'll pick one player from each team potentially in lineups. But if um, they're out, I'm gonna probably grab one or two guys from each of these lineups here. So. Let's look into the next game. You got Toronto and Brooklyn, which should be a real interesting game. Lowry left um, the game on Friday night. So, and Siakam left, but came back. If Lowry's out, you know, Van Vliet probably becomes the highest owned player of the slate. Um, he's definitely going to be in most of my lineups. It's a great match him versus the Brooklyn, you know, Nets here. Outside of that, you know, Dinwiddie burned some people um, last time out, but I think you got to go back to the well here. Um, Serge Ibaka still too cheap good matchup you want to target the Nets down low because they really don't have much so I like Ibaka Ibaka I love Dinwiddie and if Lowry's out I'm pretty much hitting the lock button on Van Vliet and then you got to think about Karis Lever and Torian Prince um, these are guys that for whatever reason I've had bad luck with them um, they've been good to me sometimes but a lot of times it's tough to peg who's going to go off on you know the net so Dinwiddie's the safe play but I think you got to really look at, you know, grabbing either Levert or Prince with Kyrie out. And if you want to go all the way down and take a chance on one of these guys like Jordan, Terrence Davis, OG, or Boucher, um, they're in play. But I'm hoping I don't have to go that down on this team. You've had a good pulse on the Raptors. Um, so what do you think about the Raptors here against the Nets? Yeah, so if Lowry's out, then you're looking hard at Van Fleet and Siakam. They both get a major boost when he goes down. But also Serge Ibaka, who I know it's on a back-to-back -back for them, too. It seems like there's a lot of back-to-back -back teams tonight or tomorrow night. But uh, you definitely have to look at him at 6,300. 
When you have a big body like that for the Raptors, uh, Brooklyn tends to play Jarrett Allen more minutes when they're he's going against a big body. Like if they're playing some kind of small team, like I don't know the Atlanta Hawks were last week, then you, you don't need him as much. But when you've got Serge Ibaka and Pascal Siakam there, they tend to give him more run. So at 5,900, I think that's actually a pretty good play. He's also getting a usage bump too from no Kyrie. So I think he's kind of sneaky. Um, and then let's see, you'd be looking, I mean, your pump plays at shooting guard. If you had no, uh, no Lowry, you, you could, you know, start talking about Terrence Davis cause Norman Powell is also out. So Terrence Davis would actually have to get some run here. He's got almost 30 minutes the past two games and we need to look at what he did tonight, but that's actually not bad at 4,000. And then you've got these Brooklyn guys. So Temple, Levert, uh, and Dinwiddie, it's been Levert the past two games, uh, these games have been blowouts, though, and uh, he's kind of getting extra minutes in blowout games, I've noticed, and his price is creeping up. I mean, look, I still think he hits your, you know, he's 5,300. I still think he can get you, you know, upper 20s, 30, but I don't think he's going for 44 again like he did against Phoenix. And then Fandle has missed, uh, moved Spencer Dinwiddie back over to point guard for 6,400. He didn't get the minutes against Golden State. Again, blowout Phoenix, didn't have a great game. Levert took over. But I think you can look at him again here, especially with no Kyle Lowry. Uh, the defense isn't going to be there, and Dinwiddie still needs to to get a good game in this starting spot. So I think he's a decent play, too. It's it's a good game to target, in my opinion, Jay. No, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. You just got to get these guys right, um, and especially look at injuries. So now let's take a break for a second. So, like, just talk strategy. I want to talk two things so whoever's listening gets some insider info. You know, as far as making lineups and you're making lineups all day long with basketball and then boom, some news drops like Lowry's out. What do you do first when, you know, these injuries drop and how do you make a decision? Like, you know, today I had a tough decision. I had a lineup I liked all day long and then news dropped late at 630 that Trey Young was out. I was like, oh, man, what the hell am I going to do now? Is this going to be a blowout? What's going to go on here? So started maneuvering. I really liked my lineups. I was talking to you, like, stay with your lineups. And I said, no, I'm switching my lineups. Um, I I wanted to get Teague in there. Teague didn't do much. He had value, but he didn't really do much. But I needed to get um, Collins in the game. So for me, wanting to get Teague in, Collins kind of gave me a boost, and it all worked out. But I just want to get your opinion on how do you make adjustments and how do you come off lineups you really like all day for these new lineups that you got to take a chance on, you know, these random guys that you weren't really planning on playing all day long in a matter of minutes. You got to make these decisions. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough call really. Cause we all get stuck on that, right? It's like, okay, some value opened up. Do I want to go to this value? It's going to change two other plays that I've been looking at for hours. And I love the guy that I was going to start. I still like him. And so maybe I just keep my lineup. Look, it's a tough decision. Teague seemed to be in a great spot at men price. So I did a lot of the same. I, I changed some of my lineups to Teague. Just a good one got hot for the Hawks. So he took off. Um, but man, it's a tough question. I mean, I, what I would caution you against is if it's, you know, you've got five minutes to make the move to uh, someone like Teague making a spot start, probably just keep your original lineup because Teague was 25% owned tonight. And there was not a lot of time to get them in. So what that means to me is everyone changed, 25% of the people changed their strategy at the last minute. And that's probably not a good idea. Idea. So if you have like, you know, 20 minutes to think about it, go for it. But if it's right there at lock, 
and you're going to push, you know, you're just going to make sure you lock in someone like Teague and change everything else. I would, I would be real careful about that. Yeah. It's a tough dilemma. There's no right answer. The easy answer is either a stay with what you got because you liked it for, you know, the research you've done. B another easy answer was if you're playing GPPs, just find a way to get another lineup in, you know, um, maybe split up your exposure. So if you're risking 50 bucks, slide $25 over to the new lineup and $25 over to the old lineup. So, you know, yeah. if you make that switch and it works out for you, you know, you you dodged a bullet. And then, you know, on the backside of things, same thing. You know, if you switched over, but um, it was a mistake, you didn't burn all your lineups and you still had some lineups. So that's what I kind of did. I, I moved one of my big lineups over. Then I swapped some of my cash games over. I kind of just took the easy answer because I really like my original lineups. And we'll see. Some days it works out. Some days it doesn't. But that's a safe play that I, I, I try to do. But sometimes you can't. You know, you you, you got to make a choice on one. And, you know, you can go either way. It depends on, I would say, go with your gut feel. That's usually the right feel there. So um, hopefully it works out. But something that you definitely got to learn to do playing basketball, you got to be quick with your trigger finger, your mouse, and your gut and your decision-making process. Because if you're not, um, you're going to, you know, stress yourself out every single day and a lot of times you'll you'll tinker too much under pressure and make the wrong move so it takes some practice um you definitely got to be by a computer you should not be doing this you know while you're out to eat with your girlfriend or your wife you know be by a computer last half an hour because if you're not then you're just totally screwed you know you're not gonna be able to do these moves off of mobile while you're at the movies or something like that so let's get back into these last four games you got the clippers in minnesota now minnesota and the clippers made some moves so you got to see if these guys are playing. you got to see if Marcus Morris is playing. you got to see if D'Angelo Russell is playing. Malik Beasley, Gomez, James Johnson, Spellman. A lot of guys moved on this team. So they're all questionable right now. I'm seeing six questionable tags here, which will yeah. change things. The guys that are going to be playing that are in a good spot is Towns. I think Towns got a nice matchup. I really don't see anybody on the Clippers can, who can really guard this guy when he wants to play. So he's your pay-up center. He's probably going to be the highest scoring center of the slate, at least from what we've seen so far. With Paul George and Kawhi playing, that's usually the time I, I don't play them. Um, Montrez, decent spot, you know, at 5,800, but we've noticed some centers that were cheaper. Um, so we got to kind of be careful there. Other than that, you know, it's no nothing really too sexy for me here that I'm like, oh my God, I got to get this guy. If one of these trades um you know like if a guy like gomez or you know johnson or spellman somehow make it into the starting lineup um for minnesota uh, i don't know what they're going to roll out but if one of these guys make it or easily makes it into the starting lineup then you know one of these value guys becomes interesting but who do you think is going to start right now if you had to take a guess at shoot at shooting guard and small forward for minnesota yeah man uh, probably, I mean, they're probably going to keep it. I'd say probably Culver, Okogi still, Towns. We don't know if D'Angelo's going to play. He he might play. He's going to be a game time decision. But if he doesn't, then that probably means Beasley's not playing. So they're going to be probably stuck with some scrubs again. Uh, so I really but don't just, know. Let me cut you off for a second. Sorry to cut you off. It's not my intention, but I'm seeing a projected lineup out there. It's way too early to, to say this is going to be the one. But let's just act as if this is the starting lineup. D'Angelo Russell, point guard, 
Malik Beasley at shooting guard, Okoji at small forward, your boy Hernan Gomez at power forward, and Towns at center. So if that's the case, and it looks like Marcus Morris is going to be starting at power forward, and they're going to run Shemet at point guard, I guess. Paul George, Kawhi, uh, Marcus Morris, and you know Zubak right now. That's what that's what I'm seeing on the backside of things here. So if that's the case. Does that change things? Does Beasley and Gomez make more sense for you? I mean, not if D'Angelo's there. I mean, they're not going to – I just highly doubt they're going to start Hernan Gomez over two guys that they like in Culver and Akogi that they've been given minutes to anyways. I mean, they who traded can like people. Akogi, though? Like, who can really like this dude? I, I mean, I hate him, but he's a rookie. <laughs> and, I mean, they traded away guys around him to get more playing time. I mean, same with Culver. They've been giving him way too much playing time all season. And Juan Hernan Gomez isn't going to take it away from him. I, don't, I mean, I would be shocked if he started. I don't think any of these guys are going to play. I mean, we've it's kind of been the trend, like, when uh, with these teams getting traded. Like, none of the new guys are really playing yet except for the Houston guys. So, I don't know. I mean, that's something you just have to keep an eye on. But. Minnesota looks terrible. I can see the Towns play for sure. He should be hyped, especially if Russell plays. But I think the Clippers should get him pretty easy here. I do think, like, we don't know how many minutes George is going to get. But in 25 minutes the past four games, what, he's put up 44 points, something around there. So if we hear he's going to get full run, I would like him at 8,400. Not quite this game, just too much. You don't want to play. Look at, you know, the overpriced guy when both studs are playing. Um, but it's a game you just kind of have to watch, man. I mean, Beverly's going to be out, so uh, that would be that'd mean more opportunity to George, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, just keep an eye on who's starting. You know, like I said, I'm seeing projection on Gomez. If he starts, the guy can hit some threes. The guy can – he's versatile. Um, don't dislike uh, Gomez there. And Beasley starts too. Tough matchup for him. And DeAngelo is, is – is, what I consider a bull hog. So I don't think he's going to be sharing the ball too much with Gomez and Beasley too much. It's going to be him and Towns just basically taking all the usage from this lineup. So um, we got to see how this plays out. I'm not going to go overboard on any of these players. And this game, if it does stay close, though, it's going to be a high-scoring game. So I want to keep it on the radar, but I'm going to wait and see what the starting lineup. Now this next game is another team that's going to be switching up things. Um, It looks like to me, from what I'm seeing right now, Golden State's going to start Damian Lee, Wiggins, Pascal, Draymond Green, and Marquise Chris against the Lakers. Um, Lakers, you know, they didn't make any moves. Kuzma's still there. You know, it's it's the same lineup that we're going to deal with. The Lakers should run the Warriors outside the gym. And, um, you know, Marquise Chris, do you like any shares there? Do you think he makes sense? Uh, another center, cheap, 5K on FanDuel. Or Damian Lee had some big games, but I don't like – I really don't like targeting shooting guards against the Lakers. You know, between Danny Green and Pope, um, they play some pretty good defense there. So I don't really want to go too heavy on Damian Lee, but he's had some big games. It should be a blowout. He might get some late run. How do you see this game playing out? Yeah, I'm not really interested in any of these Golden State guys. I'm not playing Chris going up against Anthony Davis and JaVale McGee and then Howard when they swap out. I just don't play guys against the Lakers bigs. They're the uh, top-ranked defense against big men. So I'll go somewhere else for that. 
Um, they traded away, gosh, was it Covington, Golden State? So that should open up, uh, or Robinson, I'm sorry, Robinson for Golden State. So that actually opens it up for Pascal, but not this game. I don't want to go there against Davis. It's the same problem. I think Lakers win pretty easy here. Uh, Jay, you were right when you were mentioning these Lakers shooting guards. I don't ever play them either just because they uh, you don't know which one's going to go off and they all get about 20 minutes. Same with the point guard. So it'd be the big guys here. It'd be LeBron. It'd be Davis. Um, and I'm not really looking anywhere else. I think they win this pretty easily. And, you know, LeBron's good for 50, but that's not really great at 10-8. So I don't, I'm not on this game heavily at all. Is there someone on here you like? Not heavy. Um, Davis over LeBron for me. Um, I think it's a little bit better spot for Davis. I think it's a blowout. Like I said, deep GPPs, maybe a guy like Damian Lee or Kai Bowman thinking that's going to be a blowout. And then, you know, Chris is interesting, but, you know, it's a tough matchup for him. I think he's going to allow foul trouble. Not, you know, not someone I really want to target here. So I'm going to stay away. Um, yeah, if which it's brings a blowout, us... you want to look at Kuzma. I mean, if you're talking blowout, that's your guy. But sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're all good, man. Yeah, so that's a that's a good play there at Kuzma too. So now we got two games left on the slate: Denver versus Phoenix. Phoenix is, you know, got a nice 10, 20, 10, 15 point lead right now against the Rockets. Um, they're playing at home. They got a back to back. Now they got to face Denver. Um, I have have shares of Booker and Ubre and Rubio right now. They're all playing well. Um, Rubio's price again is too cheap. He's fifty two hundred here. Um, Ubre he's been playing pretty lights out. Sixty six hundred. He's cheap. I've been all over Booker lately, but this is not the matchup for him. But he's pretty much matchup proof, and his price goes down tonight. You know, Saturday night, which doesn't really make sense. So. At a shooting guard position, uh, he's in play. Jokic's price skyrocketed on FanDuel. Wow. Now he's like the most expensive guy at 11.7. So he's kind of priced out on FanDuel on DraftKings. You know, maybe they took it easy on you a little bit, but um, you know he's only 10-2 on DraftKings. So I think it's a good play on DraftKings, not so much on FanDuel. And then with Booker, Ubre, Rubio, I think they're all in play. What's your take on guys like? Jamal Murray, Gary Harris. Do you like any of these Denver players? Uh, yeah, so Jamal Murray came back and got full minutes last game against Utah, got 42 minutes, and going up against the Suns. I know, I mean, like Javi uh, talks about uh, Ricky Rubio defense, and it's decent, um, but I'm not really scared of it with Jamal Murray here going against the Suns. I mean, at 6,400, I think that's a good play. Uh, they traded away Beasley, so the two shooting guards they have left are going to be Gary Harris and Torrey Craig, and they're both 4,000. So it's ha- really hard to like choose which one of those guys at 4,000 when they put them the same price. Torrey Craig got 36 minutes last game. I guess you just look at the starter there. We'll have to wait for that info. Uh, they The Nuggets are a team that kind of switches up that shooting guard depending on the matchup. So it's never really a constant with them, plus they've been dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, you have Barton, who's going to be out. Porter's going to be out. Grant is questionable. Jokic's been going off. Uh, he went off last game because partially because Grant was out, and then you kind of have other players staggered in and out. So Jokic's been going for 70 the last three games. But if Grant's in, i definitely look at him at 6,200 because it would just be him and Jokic, given that Paul Millsap can't come back. So if you it's can't afford like, Jokic. 
Yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off. It's my my bad this time, but it looks like I'm seeing mixed reports. It looks like Grant and Millsap are probable right now. So if they're both probable, this is way too early to say definitive, but they're too. I don't think Millsap is going to come back and get a bunch of minutes here. Probably get like 20, 25 minutes max. Um, But the one guy that kind of. What do you think about Gary Harris? He's going to be starting. Um, with you know these moves and injuries and everything else, he's only four thousand on Fanduel at a shooting guard position in a good matchup against Phoenix. I think Gary Harris, you know, he's not going to go off and get forty for you, but he got twenty-two last game versus Utah, um, thirty-eight minutes last game versus Utah. So, you know, at you know in this situation, he might get thirty-five in a better matchup and c- could potentially get you thirty points at six x, maybe even seven x. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, uh, look at the whoever they start at shooting guard there for the Nuggets, which it probably, I mean, Gary Harris starts more, but that they, they'd roll out some strange lineups sometimes, man. But you're probably right about that. And targeting Devin Booker defense is a really good thing to do at 4,000. So whichever one starts there, probably Harris. Yeah. Got some bad news to my lineups right now on this Friday night edition. I have a really, really, really good lineup to the, in my monster um, I got Canner, Collins, Tatum, which are all done, who all went way over. Gallinari, who went over 7x. It's I Rubio, got Booker, Harden, and Rubio, which are all exceeding value tremendously oh. um, with Teague. And then I just found out that Eric Gordon only got nine minutes in the first half, and he's not going to return. Oh, and he's going to miss the entire second half, which... Also hinders this game from a blowout perspective because now it's all on Harden's back. He's got 29 through two and a half quarters, and they're still down 18. He had so, 30 at half, so he lost I mean, the 29 real points. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. He's got 29 real points, and they're down. And my team projected to score 357 points with Gordon, but now I'm going to – Going to cash, but not make the money I really, really wanted to. I thought it was going to be a big night, but it is what it is, man. Shit happens, and can't really predict injuries. He's in a good spot. Uh, I love the matchup, Houston to Phoenix. Thought it was going to be a high-scoring game. It is, and this old man got hurt. So (laughs) what are you going to do, man? So you got the Spurs now and Sacramento in this last game. Um, It looks like Rashawn Holmes is not playing on Friday, which – Gets me to think he's not going to play on Saturday as well. So if he's out, Bejalinka, I don't even know how to pronounce this dude's name. Elisa. Elisa at 5,200 is probably one of your best power forwards of the slate. Harry Giles at 4,000 makes some sense. Um, DeJounte Murray, he's been, you know, doing good things every other game or every couple games, and FanDuel does not want to raise his price. He's a spur, though. you got to be careful yep. with Spurs because their coach is Popovich. The guy starts, and sometimes he plays 30 minutes and gets 35 points, and sometimes he starts and gets 24 minutes and gets 20 points. So if you look at his box scores, he's scary as hell to play. But at the same time, he's starting in you know a pretty good matchup here at 4,900. So you got to look at Murray. you got to look at Giles. you got to look at Bedrick. Bejalinka, whatever the hell the guy's name. You can say his name after um, Fox, DeRozan, Aldridge. Too cheap on Aldridge. I don't know if I want to play Fox and DeRozan, but Aldridge is too cheap here. So 
This game's going to be a good late-night hammer. You can even stack this game. Everybody's priced fairly in this game. Um, yeah. I like everybody in this game for the most part. Even Bogdan and Buddy Heald, kind of sneaky as well. So you can't mention anybody's name in this game that I don't like. Um, Harrison Barnes even, 4,700 cheap. Derek White, 4,500 cheap. Um, anybody in this game above 4,500, I will be willing to play. Not that I'm really going to play Derek White too much, but anybody 4,500 and above, I think, is in play. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I hate to target Spurs, like you said, but what they do now is like everyone's kind of caught on to that. So all these Spurs guys are usually underpriced because no one plays them and ownership is part of these algorithms uh, that what determines the price on FanDuel and DraftKings. So if you nail the right Spurs guy, whether it be Murray, White, or Mills, then uh, then you're going to have a good night. I mean, I think you just stick with Murray. Uh, he's the most talented of the three, and he's only priced, what, $400 more than the next guy. So that would be the top point guard for me, DeMar DeRozan. He's getting you 45 a night. He's 7700 That's not bad. That, that works for that price. So I do like him. He's getting it done. Uh, Buddy Hield, his minutes have been kind of strange lately. I mean, he's getting 19, 29, 26. They're, they're keeping him under 30. Uh, so I'm not on him. LaMarcus Aldridge, we were all over him last game against his uh, old team in Portland. I don't like him to score as much as he did the last game, but I still think he's too cheap, like Jay said, going against a uh, depleted Sacramento uh, situation there with no homes. Basically, only Bielitsa, uh, you can go there. And then you've got uh, Pirtle at center for the Spurs. Uh, what do you think about Pirtle? That's a guy you didn't mention, but his minutes are, again, strange because he's a spur, but he's not going to have any competition. Do you have any interest? I don't think I do. I'm just talking it out with you. Nah, I told you, everybody above 4,500, I'm down yeah, with Yeah, he didn't Pirtle. make the cut. He's not starting no more if he's not starting. It's, like, really, really, like, ballsy to, yeah. to take a spur who's not starting. That's right. Um, I can't do it, man. I really can't. Unless, like... They are extremely, extremely, you know, short benched. Um, I don't really want to play any bench Spurs player, you know. So I'm going to stay away from Wall. But, you know, for the most part, you know, we went through the slate here. I think it's kind of, uh, you know, wait for the news, obviously, with all these trades that are happening. But there's a lot of good mid-range value. You know, guys like Dinwiddie, Ibaka, um, Van Vliet, if um, Lowry's out. You know, you got some value with Rubio. Everybody on the Sacramento team is nicely priced. Holiday. Mitchell Robinson, you know, I really like. We got to watch out for Ingram's news. So you got to look at Ingram news. You got to look at um, Wiggins if he starts or not. All these trades, you know, between Wiggins, D'Angelo Russell. You know, you got to see what's going on with the trades, what's going on with these injuries, because there's a lot of injuries, you know, on Friday night and going into the All-Star break. People are resting. You know, teams are resting people and stuff like that. And you got to see who slides into these starting lineups. Like if a guy like Malik Beasley at 4K slides in, might make some sense here. So injuries, got to check in on it. You know, we try to do our best, you know, as far as in Discord and with our projection models, they update every half an hour, you know, from like 1 o'clock till 9 o'clock. We have them just constantly updating with all the news from Twitter and on Discord, which is our private chat. If you haven't heard about our Discord chat and haven't got in there, as a free trial, all you got to do is go into windailysports.com, click on the Discord tab, 
and basically try a seven-day trial without even signing up for anything. And you can get it on Discord chat, ask us questions. And the same way we're talking to each other right now on this mic is how we talk in Discord. And David does a great job, and all of our guys do a great job answering questions. So, DJ, how's your lineups looking right now? You got anything like in some real, real contention without Eric Gordon in it? Uh, let me see. I didn't play a bunch of Gordon. Let me pull my phone over here. Yeah, I turned it. Play, it started beeping why, in the middle of the podcast. Why play a guy on Houston in a smash spot against Phoenix with Russell Westbrook? Like, why would you want to play him? Yeah, I mean, well, I had a little bit of him, but I don't know. I just didn't have a ton. I had more Bridges, and I had more of these Dallas guys. Bridges has 31. That's awesome at 48. So I've got a team with 323 points with Kendrick Nunn, Harden, Bridges, left. So I can get up there on one of these. So we'll see. I'll post it in Discord with whatever I do with it. Okay. All right. See, the problem with this Houston game, they're down. These guys are down 23 to Phoenix right now, man. Yeah, that's bad. With Harden scoring, you know, 32 points, they're still down 23. It's crazy. Yeah, that Gordon injury is going to end up burning this game a little bit because they don't have enough offense outside of Harden with Westbrook out. And I have guys like mm. Rubio, Harden, and Booker pretty much almost, you know, at value right now with a whole entire quarter left. But I just don't know if we're going to get those minutes out of them because it's, it's Harden versus Westbrook. I mean, it's it's Booker versus Harden, but I hope you know, I hope some way Houston can come back, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it's hurting eight and two. I had a ton of eight, and I had fifty percent eight and fifty percent Canner. So I'm I'm counting on those Canner lineups now. Yeah, Aiden's got some uh, foul trouble too, so that was kind of hurting him early. But you know, it's a, it's another day tomorrow. Um, we we have our serious XM show, so if you want to tune in from eleven o'clock to one o'clock Eastern. At night, we're going to be on channel 87 on Sirius or 210 on XM. We're going to be talking about the Sunday slate. We're going to be talking about some MLB drafts, um, going deep into strategy with MLB and basketball. So if you have any questions, you know, make sure you hit us up. Hit us up on Twitter, you know, Tenacious D. Jones or WinDailyDFS. we got a lot of promotions going on the site too, WinDailySports.com. For $19.99, man, you're going to get into our Discord chat. You're going to get projection models, cheat sheets, all articles written by us, and a lot of great info and strategy that we really try to take a, a one-on-one approach on helping everybody out. So, David, I hope you take something big down and uh, give me a share of your winnings. You know, send me a nice gift in the mail, maybe a pair of sneakers or something like that. I and got you. I'll take anything down with Eric Gordon in my lineup. I'm probably going to, you know, I'm going to cash my GPPs with Gordon, looks like right now, which is okay, but... I was expecting a big night, but that Gordon news kind of hurt. So I'm going to cry myself to sleep and uh, wake up tomorrow and do it all over again because I love playing DFS. So it is what it is. David, have a good night, and I'll talk to you later, brother. All right, man. Have a good night, man.